This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Oh, hold on, brother. Can I talk to your shoes? Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Jones, I got my main man, the ghost, with me. As always, we got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, still. Ghost, breakdown was cracking this week, man. <laughs> Epic week in Studio E. We got none other than Justin Eldridge to come chat with us. Big legend on and off the board. Then we taking y'all straight to the post office. And wrapping it up with some sports talk in the rundown. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And last but not least, hit up our website, thebuntlive.com. Every episode logged for your listening pleasure. Ghost, you know exactly what time it is. It's shout out of the week brought to you by paradeworld.com. Ooh, D. Jones, it was another big product week here in Studio E. ParadeWorld.com, man, keeping us fly as they come. You know, now that the bunt's a worldwide phenomenon, we just roll with mad cash. We doing it big. We're borderline celebrities. And so I had to order myself a bronze money clip. I just couldn't keep straining my wallet like that with all that cash. You dig? Yo, bronze money clip all day doing it big. And unfortunately, it's starting to get a little chilly out here in Toronto. So D. Jones, <laughs> Tiki Room in Regina, Saskatchewan, blessed you with a dime classic embroidered hoodie. We really are fresh to death in these streets, man. So whatever your fashion or skate needs may be, make sure you check out ParadeWorld.com, available in the UK, United States, and Canada. Big shouts to Tiki Room. Yo, man, I feel like... Uh, the epicness has kind of slowed down. People are probably saving all their parts for that end of year rush for skater of the year attention. But uh, John Shanahan, man, he just put down another full part of epicness. He seems like one of those footy machines that just can't get enough of skating street. Gotta love it. Uh, crazy last trick, nose grind all the way up and across that like New York outledge. People like do the ollie up and then hit the out part. A second angle would have been nice, but uh, <laughs> uh, the man's out here, man. He's a beast. What can I say? John Shanahan, Pangea Jeans promo. Go check it. Absolute banger. <laughs> so like we said, we've got Justin Eldridge in the building. Absolute legend. <laughs> you know, when a man drops his first part and it's all handrails and hubbas, he's setting himself up for success, man. Ghost, you got anything else to say about Justin before we hop into the interview? I'll see you on the golf course, Daggy. Let's get it. 
Let's order ourselves some pizza. You can order through the app available on iOS for Apple or available however the hell you get it on your Android. Or you can just head in store. Downtown Queen and Spadina, Uptown Avenue Road in Lawrence, East End Gerard and Carla, Ghost. What were we eating during this interview? Yo, honestly, I'm in the mood for a margarita today. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Can't go wrong. Maybe throw a little ginger ale and wings with that combo. And let's uh let's throw on the LBs. <laughs> I'm gonna add in something light, a little baby gem salad, you know, just to uh push us over the top. <laughs> Maddie Matheson, tell them what you're working with when you order maker pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world. And without further ado, let's get this interview popping. All right, y'all. We got Justin Eldridge in the building today. What's cracking, man? What's well, good? Welcome to the bunt, baby. <laughs> yes, dude. Good to be here. <laughs> so if you listen to the show, you know we start everyone off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Damn. That's a gnarly one. Mm-hmm. You guys pick gnarly ones. Um, <laughs> favorite skate moment? I don't know. I'm just going to go with like the first thing that came to my mind, which would be Eric Costin doing a tray flip nose blunt down a handrail in Yeah Right. Ooh. I remember oh, yeah. like seeing. I remember seeing that and being like, "Holy shit! Skateboarding just got taken to the next level." Yeah. That was like my skate. I don't know why that that just popped into my head, but that's that's the skate moment for sure. When that came out, I was just like, wow, like my my hero just fucking really proved himself. You know, like he was he is that guy. He's he's the man. (laughs) And then sports moment, man. I don't know, man. I'm a big basketball fan. I'm a big Kobe Bryant fan. I'm you know Laker fan. And oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I went to a lot of games back in the day when he was killing it. And um, I don't know, man. Anytime I got to see, I, we went to this uh, uh, fucking game in Sacramento versus the Kings, and Beeble had gotten us courtside tickets. Damn. There was like a bunch of us, like R- Rick, Eric. Uh, Braden was there. Um, dude, there were so many people. We had a suite, and then we had like four four courtside tickets, so we would like switch Holy seats. Shit. Like Braden would be up, and we would come down and like all this shit. But uh, dude, they took it into double overtime, and I think like Kobe, I, I'm pretty sure it was like a buzzer beater type shit. But that Holy was fuck. next level shit. So I'm so jealous. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> Dude, I have the photo. I have like a screen grab of like my mom, like screen grab the game, and we're just like ah, like on the uh, fucking court side. It was fun. That's so sick. Yo, that's sick. <clears throat> yeah. rest in peace, legend. Dude, oh, God, crazy. So take us back to the beginning. Where'd you grow up, and how'd you get into skating? Um, I grew up in uh, a place called Santa Clarita, like. Um, Magic Mountain. I don't know you guys. You have you heard of Magic Mountain? Six Flags. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's like Valencia, Santa Clarita. It's like this little suburban pocket. Like pretty much not a lot there. Just track houses and and uh, pretty much nothing. Magic Mountain was like the big thing. Um, and yeah, fuck, dude. Grew up there. Moved there when I was in like 
probably like first grade <clears throat> and then uh yeah fucking just yeah grew up there and then got into skating when i was like probably like 14 and then uh yeah man just fell in love with the shit and then kept 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 doing it damn that's kind of late it's like 14 i guess it's not crazy late but i feel like you must have yeah. got really good really fast it's crazy i kind of did it kind of it kind of felt like it was taking forever for a second because like i kind of got into it late and then um a lot of the friends that i was hanging out with was were really good and um i remember sitting in like uh this cul-de-sac that we used to skate my friend chemo his dad built him this like sick little box and like we used to skate in this cul-de-sac and i remember like I'll never forget it. I remember sitting down, watching my friend skate, just being like, I fucking suck so bad. Like, this shit sucks. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't, it sucked. And, um, but then, dude, fuck, it kept going. Just kept skating and then, yeah, got better pretty fast, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. What's yeah. 14? What's Definitely. that, grade 9 or something? Yep, that was yeah, ninth grade. grade. Wow. Yeah. That's damn. Impressive quick rise to stardom <laughs> dude you, you know what's crazy is i i used to i used to ride mountain bikes a lot so my dad was like into mountain bikes and so i used to race mountain bikes when i was younger and uh i would just go with with him with his buddies and like ride fucking 70 miles like shit Oof. you not like i would like on sat on saturday we would go like on road rides i would race mountain bikes but I, we would go on road rides and fucking ride like 70 miles and then come back and then i would just be like okay i'm done okay cool fucking helmet down shoes down like grab the board and then go skate with the homies in the cul-de-sac and uh i remember being like having so much endurance mm -hmm. yeah from yeah. the mountain biking and shit you know what i mean oh yeah uh so yeah i i feel like that's what helped me get where i was going faster than maybe the people that i was around because i just <laughs> i just fucking you didn't have kept to going ever, you know what yeah, i mean that's sick that's a no, serious warm-up that's a serious skate warm-up <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what would you consider your first big break in the skate industry that's kind of tough i mean i owe a lot of my skateboarding to a skateboard shop called uh val surf um there there's the one that I skated for, I skated for the the company, but the one that I was like involved with was. Uh, where are you guys from? We're in Toronto. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. I this was in like Southern California, right in North Hollywood, and I skated for this company, who was literally the first skate shop to ever sell a skateboard. Oh shit! And so yeah, so it was like getting on this like skate shop was like detrimental to my career because this was where guy skated this is where jerron grew up this is where like all these gnarly dudes like were skating and i got on this skate shop and they kind of put my tape you know into the right people's hands and then uh yeah fuck it was kind of history after that but i owe a lot to this skate shop so i feel like that's probably a huge break for me to be involved with that company oh sick with the big dogs well mm -hmm. following in the big dog steps yeah that's always a good path to take mm -hmm. so fast forward a bit you had one of the most memorable breakouts into this skate scene that we can remember 
uh i still remember the premiere it was at our local skate park back in the day shred central shout out yeah right uh i put that up there with the shock and the the reception your part got was up there with like antoine and baker three nick trapasso and suffer the joy it was just like who the fuck and what the fuck did we just witness um but what was that like for you in real life at the premiere that must have been insane yeah man i mean fuck dude i really appreciate uh hearing you say that um those two dudes are fucking i i felt the same way seeing them so that's cool to be mentioned in the same sentence as them it was gnarly it was uh i i wasn't expecting it i wasn't supposed to be in that video i mean i was i guess like they told me i was supposed to film or I was filming for the video to possibly get a trick in the montage. Oh, sick. Um, yeah, and uh, I uh, I had some stuff, and um, I was filming with Scuba at the time. And, um, yeah, I just... I remember, I remember doing the switch flip salad uh, grind towards the end, and then I think maybe... One of the last things was, I think I did a switch heel front board yeah. on LA High too. There was a couple LA High tricks at the at the like right before the premiere that we were like, I remember like talking to Scuba and being like, he's he's like, yo, you're, you're dude, I think like you know you're gonna be in this shit, like let's go, wow, and uh, and then I remember going to the premiere and dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was blown away like how you're saying like who is this kid I was like who the fuck is that shit like that shit was crazy the funny I didn't thing was know. like watching it again you know? today it, it had such a crazy impact at the time and like immediately like propelled you like to new heights obviously from like us not knowing your name to like holy shit like one of our new favorite skaters but watching it again today everybody's it was, it was yeah it was skater. crazy to see that it was mm -hmm. literally like just one minute of footage but it was just so yeah. fucking intense and the whole edit like everything you break your finger it was like what the hell like that was cool and then the song <laughs> and the just pure bangers was really fucking sick and still sick to this day so mad respect <laughs> appreciate it man yeah dude it was, it's like it was uh, just like something that you you don't experience in skating anymore like mm -hmm. a surprise for us to see someone brand new in a video and probably the same for the skater like no skaters getting surprised with like a full part in a theater in a video like yeah right anymore you know something special man no i was just gonna say yeah man it, it is crazy i mean doing the nine club you know and and, and seeing skating you know as much as we just it, it, obviously in general on instagram every fucking day mm -hmm. but like you know re reviewing skating as obviously you guys do as well it's like it's so crazy to to see like you said it's like that that what i felt then is never really gonna be felt again because it's just so saturated every day and it's so hard mm -hmm. for these kids to to, to make that happen you know what i mean so yeah man I've, i i i i definitely uh, i love the fact that that was an era that i got to grow up in and, and be a part of you know oh, what for mean? sure yeah, yeah same i'm so glad we got Super to thankful. be in the vhs era to dvds <laughs> to now like, <laughs> yeah it'd be yeah. so twisted growing up now but um yeah also one other thing about just instagram is like it'd be next to impossible for a brand now to almost keep someone on 
under wraps before a big video like that until a video because every kid's gonna yeah. be posting there no kids got the foresight to be like i'm not gonna post anything until a company puts me on and then i can blow everyone's mind so you're right that's that shit's probably never gonna happen again crazy right mm. yeah dude it was a minute and a half of straight bangers almost all handrails but you Break your finger on what looks like could have been a line, man. What was the line? <laughs> yeah, it's funny, man. Like that was a line, and I did land the line. I <laughs> I I, I uh, dislocated my finger, and then did the line after that. It was a crook fakie on that bench, a switch heel. That place is actually there's a skate park right there. You you've seen this in videos. Like Danny Garcia skates it. There's a couple people that oh, skate it. Is there it, like but... a little handicap rail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They that... like you can transfer into the bank, right? Yup. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. That's the one. And so I I, I remember I think I did a, a crooked grind fakie switch heel flip on flat, and then I switch ollied over the two. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. Yeah. And they fucking never used it. Uh, never used it. Well, they it's went funny. full bangers. They just wanted to bang everyone over the head Did with that. Just pure bangers. <laughs> it, it was it was kind of like it, like a blessing and a curse, right? It's like I think that like maybe whatever, dude. I skated a lot of handrails, and and at the time, like I I practiced a lot on this little flat bar, and for some reason, like whatever, the flat bar I was skating at the time was very similar to the exact measurements of LA High. <laughs> so like everything I did on the flat bar at my skate park was like kind of easy for me to figure out on LA High and or on Beverly Hills High and there was just like very similar dimensions so like I was very comfortable on the two but like I had a bunch of other footage too <laughs> you know but mm. I guess like the bangers just made fucking they banged I guess hey, I don't know. let's not get Shock greedy factor, now you man. thought you were gonna have one trick <laughs> uh, hey i'm just saying like afterwards like i mean you're looking at someone that's like i hear more about my finger than the actual skating in general so like i had to tell people like yo did you see the yeah did you see the part actually because i skated in the part but yeah i definitely broke my finger or whatever but was that the first time with your finger yeah oh wow and you just knew what to do first t i was like that he must have done that before no, never, never done that one. I'm sure this is. I'm sure you've been asked this a thousand times, and it even looks obvious in the clip. But just the nollie heel crook at the end. You were trying nose, just reconfirming mm. that. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. trying nose side. That was definitely. I it, that actually might have been. I mean, it was definitely near the end of like before, because you know at the time too, I was trying to get on. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm -hmm. I was, like, trying, I, like, was getting boards. Like, this Valsurf, like, helped me out, obviously, like I was saying, like, to get me these these boards. And then, like, I was skating with this guy, Curtis, who actually, Curtis Buchanan, he used to work for Supreme. And uh, he's kind of bigger in the, like, kind of hip skateboard community. And I was filming with him at the time he was working at Valsurf. And, uh... I was just trying to get on, bro. I was just trying to get on. Like I was just skating, filming, and and I remember that dude, when I accidentally grinded down that motherfucker, <laughs> I 
I looked back and I was just like, I remember looking at him like, oh shit. Did you get that shit? Because that shit was crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah, fuck, dude. They used it. Yeah, that was That's beast. So ahead, of, ahead of its time for sure. Because I remember <laughs> Appleyard did it, I feel like a couple years later, maybe, but no slide on purpose. Mm-hmm. He got it. And mm-hmm. if you're fucking getting the crook before Appleyard back then, you know you're doing something <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crazy. So. You also got on S when it was at the tail end of the Menic Matty glory days and transitioning into the Paul and Mikey Taylor era. What was it like riding for S back then? Man, it was it was awesome. It was fucking Nike. You know what I mean? Like it was just real shit. Yeah, man. It was like they didn't have no budget. Like we went on fucking tours like it was nobody's business. We were going to wherever we wanted um i remember like me and rodrigo would room together and like i remember going to miami and like we stayed at this hotel like on the water and like we were ordering like this salmon dish with like sauteed spinach like three times a day like (laughs) i'm not even joking this shit was so bomb like we were like yep let's fucking get that again (laughs) It, it was just like it was the best, man. Man, I love those stories uh, of the glory days of just all the brands just seemed to have mad money and skate shoe money back then, man. Dude, uh, it, we know it, it ain't was, the same these days. Nah, nah. It was crazy, <laughs> bro. Like there was like, and it was cool too for me. And like, I don't know if this like, it definitely helped my career, but it also got me into a stage where like I was like, kind of doing this more, but like. I was very personable with people in the brand. So like I would go to all the sales meetings. I would go to fucking every trade show. I would go, I would just be there to party and fucking kick <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like just like go in mm-hmm. and dude, it was like like I said it, I was more like just there and even then it started to get to where we would go on tours and I would just like kick it with the distributors and just fucking party with the distributors and like just mingle, which was like great because I was still kind of doing my job, but I wasn't really like skating as much as I probably should have been. But, <laughs> but back then, like, dude, S had a fuck. I'll never forget this dude. S had a, uh, or Soltech had a sales meeting at Atlantis. Atlantis Damn. is like the fucking Island in the Bahamas where it's a fucking Island hotel and it's like this crazy ass place we got fucking sharks swimming in little like why why you walk in pathways and shit like it's crazy and they had a fucking sales meeting there they flew me out i fucking i was the only (laughs) skater there it was just like soltech fucking skater like everybody and i'm just like the only one that was like hell yeah let's go like funny they got they had money back then oh man the glory days so the next part you dropped was also super memorable. I think me and Donald were still in high school, so all those videos are burned in our brain. But Hot Chocolate mm-hmm. Tour, that was your first trip in the van. Mm-hmm. Does it get any better than that trip? Tell us about that one. Yeah, man, that was fucking fuck, man. That was a, a memorable, life-changing trip, like, to say the least. You know what I mean? Like, it was, uh, it was me not knowing anybody 
You know what I mean? I just got on as of, yeah, right. So, like, everybody in the van was like, oh, there's this kid. You know, <laughs> like, it was just, it was fucking crazy, man. It was spending a lot of time in a van. It was a month long, and, and uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It was, it was fucking crazy. It was, it was I, I've never done anything like it since. Uh, I've never done anything like it before that. So, it was crazy. It was crazy. Wow, a month long first trip. That's uh I wonder what would have happened if, if you didn't get along with everyone, they just kick you out after a couple of days. Like, that's a that's a long commitment for <laughs> Yeah, the you first can't trip. last the whole month, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and honestly, bro, like there there was like I don't I mean, I'm not trying to whatever, but like I feel like York and I at the time kind of got into like a little kind of thing for a second on the shit and uh there was just a dude month long with fucking what 10 dudes or whatever it was like you're gonna shit's gnarly especially like ty and all these people that were just like it was just like you're skating till fucking four in the morning and you're getting up and then you're going to the next city and it's just like dude dudes are tired and shit's crazy you know what i mean you you argue with your best (laughs) friends in those circumstances let alone strangers man exactly Uh, absolutely there was a lot of memorable moments man like Spike Jones being like a part of that first scene where we're all skating through the city and like all the mob behind us and like him shutting down city streets and it's surreal man that shit was crazy <laughs> so being teammates with Mark Johnson the god for years must have been pretty inspiring and impressive to watch you have an MJ story from uh, that era you can tell us about I have a lot of MJ stories. I don't know if I could tell you about him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the goat. He obviously is the goat, and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like that dude is a different breed. You know what I mean? Like he is just on a different level. Has always been, and it's not just like what he does on a skateboard he's just like a very intellectual human being that just is like trying to figure out other things that you know other people aren't trying to figure out you know what i mean like he's just like he's i remember like on the chocolate tour he would be in the front seat he had the whole front row and he would have like these books with him that were like these gnarly books about like space and time and like these (laughs) mathematical fucking like it was just i looked at one of the books one time and i was like okay all right i see what okay that's why that's why you can do what you're doing dude i get it dude i don't get it but i get it like why you do it like (laughs) yeah yeah, he's 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 literally one of the most amazing humans I've ever met. So, yeah, man, that guy's amazing. You called him the goat. We've been accused of throwing that term around a little too freely on the pod because we just like giving everyone love. But you mentioned Costin was your hero growing up. So, if you had to pick one goat, who would it be? Ooh. Not just between those two, but just in skateboarding, who's your actual goat? Damn, man. It might have to be... Uh, 
It might have to be Costin, I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think so, man. I think, I mean, from my generation, like, growing up, looking at people pushing the boundaries and doing, you know, making skateboarding what it is, from when I when I was, like, looking at skateboarding, when I was not even just, like, before I was, like, really, like, doing it, but, like, when I was doing it and then seeing my... And being able to even skate with that dude, he was at the time for me someone that was just above and beyond anything i could you know ever imagine on a skateboard and and, and he and on um, just like i mean mark like mark johnson obviously fucking gino guy guy was a huge one too you know what i mean like these people were the people that i looked up to but costume was someone that i not only had to got to look up to but also got to witness and go travel with and you know, see his like do a nollie heel flip crook down a rail and also do, you know, a 360 fucking tail grab, whatever off the side of a bank. Like his old, you know, his old school <laughs> yeah. stuff that you're like, wait, what? Like I never learned that. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like his mm -hmm. old school shit was just like his crowd pleasers. But then when he put video parts out, he would just be the best that ever did it. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. That was cool to see. So, yeah, I would definitely say Costin for sure. You can't go wrong with that pick. Mm -hmm. no. or, or MJ, but, yeah. I was just curious because we definitely throw that term around. Everyone does these days. Yeah, every week there's uh, a new It's one, hard to dude. narrow it down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. At Skatistan, women represent 58% of all employees and occupy 60% of leadership positions. They therefore rank as number one on the 2021 Fair Share Monitor. And if that wasn't enough, 61% of program staff at skate schools globally were formerly Skatistan students. This message was provided to you by CHPO. If you want to support Skatistan, you can visit their website, skatistan.org, or purchase their watches or sunglasses from chpobrand.com. 100% of the profits will be donated. CHPO brand, doing it for the people. All right, so the next part you drop is arguably, but in my opinion, your best part, Especial, <laughs> kind of a slept on video, unfortunately, because it, mm -hmm. it was a banger. But uh, you came out swinging with the switch heel blunts and ollie heel nose grinds, etc. How good were you feeling on the board in those days, man? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it, you know, it is crazy. I mean, that, that was a great video. That was a cool video that they put out, and I think they, like, gave it away in... I don't even remember how they, they did that, but it wasn't like a, you know, yeah, right, or, like, it wasn't, like, this huge video... And uh, a lot of people worked really hard on that video, and um, I was. It was a It was a lot of um, skating from when I was like do, the Nolly heel flip nose grind shit was like kind of before that, and that was like it was the, the that trick in my time or that time of my life was like kind of like in the middle of like after yeah right and before or maybe like chocolate yeah right and then like. And then came the S video. So I had already gotten that stuff. There was like a, mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff that I had already done. 
and that but had no mm-hmm. place for um yet and then and then especially came out and yeah man I, fe- I felt good on the board then yeah it was it was cool man <laughs> I, 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 I don't know there we go <laughs> yeah it was uh it was definitely a time in my life where i was like obviously that's all i was doing you know what i mean like as most pro skateboarders are that's all they're doing at the time so i was just trying to uh, okay this was an actual video part where i could be like oh hey you need a, a filler you know mm-hmm. so oh let's go film a, lo- a line real quick and like get that in there or like it wasn't just like banger 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 so it was cool to have some manuals and some ledge tricks i i love that video and <clears throat> definitely love that part it was S was so different by then, but the talent level was still mm-hmm. top notch. Like it was like Sarmiento was in that video too. Rodrigo, Kale Nusk, like you and Kale Nusk, I remember just being so hyped to see new parts from. And unfortunately, he had all the knee issues, but he still held it down in that in that video. Fucking a hidden gem, sort of. That was weird. Why did they give that one away for free? I don't was know. it in like a magazine or something back then? Is that how you got it? Something like that, dude. I just remember a drift had a copy and it was just in the DVD player on the regs, but like (laughs) that was I think that was before YouTube, so it wasn't like you could just watch the parts on YouTube. Like I had to watch those at the show. No, no, yeah. Yeah. So crazy. So how did you find out S was going out of business slash on hiatus back then? You know what, man? That's funny. I don't think I've ever been asked actually on an interview that question, but I found out while I was filming a part for my shoe. Oh no. In China. Yeah, I was I was in China for about like two almost two months. Like it was like this like I went out, I went out and uh, met Kelly Hart out there and then while we were out there, I was like really good friends with Guy Mariano at the time. And I hit him up and I was like, hey, dude, me and Kelly are out here with Anthony Clairval, the filmer. And I was like, dude, the spots are crazy. You got to come out here and fucking skate it with us. Like, it's just me <laughs> and Kelly. And uh, <laughs> he fucking was like, okay, cool. I'm fucking on the next flight. Boom. Like, came out there. It was me, Kelly, Guy, and Anthony, and we just skated China. We went to Thailand. We went all over the place, and it was so fucking cool. And I, in in what I was doing was filming a part for my shoe, and it was so crazy yeah. because towards the end, I had been out there for a while, and uh, I remember actually, I fucking remember being in this like dope hotel it was dumb cheap in china to stay at dope hotels so i was in this dope hotel and i remember seeing it on instagram oh i remember seeing like what yeah i remember seeing something on instagram saying like s is done or like thank you or it was like a post that said s was gone basically or like making its way out Mm mm-hmm Right. And I was just like, wait, what? And then I remember like hitting <laughs> up scuba and like whatever. And then, yeah, that was how I found out. Damn, that's wild. man. So was your shoe in production? Mm-hmm. It's not like a colorway. It was a pro shoe. Oh, yeah. That was my my fourth, my fourth pro shoe. 
I had four of those things. Damn. Like, and I, my my shoe was like one of the best selling shoes that was on S. Like, besides like the Costin and the Excel, but like, I had a really good selling shoe, four of them, and yeah. At the end of the whole thing, it was it was just yeah, kind of crazy little, like yeah, out of nowhere shit. Damn. Well, that's sick. Oh. You got fucking. I hope you got some nice royalties over the years, but. Uh... <laughs> I did. That's definitely a wild way to find out. <laughs> Hell yeah. I do blame you, though. After hearing about you and Rodrigo, I definitely blame you and Rodrigo <laughs> for uh, taking S under with all those fucking ravish uh, fish meals three times a day, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lavish. I oh, said lavish. Fuck. Is that even a word? <laughs> the invoice came back from the Florida trip. Yeah, eh? we, we, we took them under. We were... <laughs> That's why I didn't hear about it. I just I saw it on Instagram. They're like, oh, God. <laughs> These fucking guys. Well, it's uh, good to see S back and, and popping these days, though. I I, I really do. I, I think that uh, they're doing some cool stuff, man. I, I, I wished and hoped the best for S, for sure. With all the retro stuff going on and with skate brands, maybe maybe one of your fucking shoes will come back one of these days, eh? Yeah, man. We, there is possibility, I think, maybe. I've been kind of talking to Kelly about it a little bit, but, I mean, nothing's, like, in set in stone or anything, but a lot of people, I don't know. Yeah, I've been hitting me and S up, so hopefully, maybe, we could get something popping. Okay, okay. You heard yeah. that, man, Ooh. Kelly. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a bunch of switch front salads over the years. It's a rare and kind of random one to master the way you did from switch flipping in to popping out early to shoving out all on rails. What got you so into them back in the day and what are your thoughts on them today? I have no idea, dude. Honestly, I like, <laughs> I, like I said, I had this flat bar at my skate park that was like this, the same exact circumference as LA high. It was just this round bar and I can tell you how it came to be or how why that was the one, but I just remember it being super easy for me to do. Like I feel like that was like my thing in skateboarding. Once I got to a certain level, it was like, okay, what's the easiest thing I can do? And it just so happened in my case, it was like shit that like maybe not necessarily everybody was doing at the time. So. Mm -hmm. I just kept doing what I was doing, and um, and yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't even know how I feel about it. I think they're cool. I think people can make them look cool. I also pe think they're not cool, you know? I don't know, you know, like, uh, they could maybe not look cool, or um, it all obviously depends on how you do it, you know, the, the style yeah. of how you do it, but uh, at the time, that was something that, like, I felt that like no one was really doing and i could do so i kept doing it yeah well also like just salads in general you know when you see them nowadays they're almost kind of coming back and they're like you'll see one here and there now and it's kind of sick but back mm -hmm. then like salads were dope i used to fucking donald you you had a front salad didn't you on fucking what's that rail called amazon like we all used to run them, and they were sick as fuck. Remember Matt Allen, Hollywood 16? Like, salads were hot. And I remember when, when you did started doing them switch, I was like, holy fuck. 
Uh, God, do it, man. And I remember learning that shit too. So definitely <laughs> inspired by you. The shove out one you did was super sick on uh, LA High. Thank you, man. That was actually probably one of the my favorite feeling tricks that like mm-hmm. maybe I've ever done. Like I don't know. Yeah, it came super easy, but like you kind of like just kind of scoop it and then it just pops. I don't know. Yeah, fun. Yeah, that was tight. So fast forward a bit to the much anticipated pretty sweet came out in 2012 and to our surprise and i'm sure many people out there you only had like 12 clips in the middle of kenny anderson's part did you know that going into the premiere and what were your thoughts on the edit no i didn't it's funny i mean if you're if you're not i mean for my career i've always been in this position going into yeah right and not knowing anything and then going into you know, maybe a special, I knew that I would have a part. So like, maybe there was that. And then, yeah, I guess, I mean, but even um, Hot Chocolate, I didn't know I was gonna, what what the outcome of the video was going to be. I wasn't like in the editing room editing, you know, with Ty or whatever, but pretty sweet for sure was like, kind of like the polar opposite of, yeah, right for me. It was like going to the premiere, like being super nervous and being you know, not knowing what was going to happen and then what happened happened. And then I didn't know that, you know, I, I, I had a lot more footage, a lot more things, but at the same time, there was a lot of people, you know what I mean? There was a shit ton of people mm-hmm. and a lot of skating. So yeah, that I didn't know that I was going to only have that many tricks and I did. And you know, it is what it is. I don't know. Man's taking the diplomatic approach. I was cheesed i was pissed on your behalf it still bothers me to this day because i don't know i don't know how you feel about it but i feel like as a fan of yours it just bummed me out because i feel like whether it did or not maybe it's just in my head i i just feel like it had like a an effect on your legacy overall because it's just that video just had so much anticipation and of course the full part did come out later but it's not the same you know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know why I'm like getting so passionate about it right now. But <laughs> I should just I appreciate you know, it. Cheese, out, man. It, it just it just bummed me out, and it sucks knowing that y- you just went in blind and kind of almost got blindsided when you film a full part of all incredible footage, and then you just kind of get tossed in to sort of like a montage of sorts. Like I'm frustrated for you, bro. <laughs> well, time ago, but. Didn't didn't McCrank have like a similar story where he his like stuff was left out as well? Oh yeah, he had one trick, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So it it's always like a curious thing, like when the video's that long already, like are you leaving the footy out to like make the video shorter? Like if it's already like so long, what's another seven minutes, man? Or make two videos or something. I don't know. Those are valid points, like arguments straight up yeah i mean literally i've thought the same thing like okay is this long why don't make it longer or it's like okay yeah it's this long why don't we make it into the chocolate girl video or whatever like yeah they're just like trying to put stuff out or they like they had a deadline and they they needed to do what they needed to do and um and it sucks man because 
you know, at the end of the day, yeah, dude, I was super bummed. You know what I mean? I, I, and I know mm-hmm. a, a, other people were too. You know, like I feel like there was a lot of people on the squad that wasn't weren't really highlighted like they should have been. And you know, I feel like which is fucking crazy. But Kenny is someone that's been like kind of like just given like these like little like you know shared parts and yeah. like these little things where he should be fully highlighted you know what i mean he should just have i don't give a fuck if he's just shredding down the street like doing a power slide the guy should be mm. have a full part you know what i mean definitely but i i mean at the end of the day you got to just i look at it like these there was young kids coming out and they they had full parts and they they needed to just girl and chocolate were doing you know making these waves trying to do different stuff and like this whole thing so you know it was what it was and i think there was a lot of people that were bummed but what can you do i don't know yeah it sucks knowing what we know now of where kind of the trend of videos went where like i feel like if if the girl chocolate camp had a do-over they just would have split it into multiple videos and highlighted everyone properly well it it was supposed to be a chocolate video yeah so pretty sweet was supposed to be a chocolate video that was the that was it that was the that was it was gonna be it was a chocolate video and then it was taking a long time for the chocolate dudes to get it together (laughs) so the girl dudes were like you know obviously doing their thing and then like they kind of just made the executive decision for it to be a joint video and Mm. a lot of people the maltos and you know these these guys that were just like fucking killing it were getting the shine as opposed to like you know some of the chocolate dudes that aren't really you know weren't doing as much but we're still trying to you know kick it um and then yeah it just ended up being a joint video and and that's what we got so yeah it's yeah. crazy it's crazy time you know what i mean definitely when the video came out i was like damn like i was hoping for a full justin eldridge part <laughs> and then was frustrated all over again when the part came out i was just like i just felt pain for you because yeah. i'm like so the footage was was there it's just fucking they didn't put it in and it wasn't like it was bad footage there was like insane clips that didn't make the cut like you had like i think i counted today 12 clips but you had a like full three minute part or something so anyways it's fucking almost a decade ago now (laughs) Uh, it is what it is at this point but just know that i'm sure a lot of people were you know also bummed not just you people feel your pain out there man I appreciate it, man. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I literally, if I wasn't so close to girl and chocolate at the time, I mean, I still am obviously now, but like back then I was like very hands-on in the building every day, fucking just every day I was in girl and chocolate. And I definitely, why I had a, the act, my other part, like a part came out afterwards. Mm hmm. Because I felt kind of like, I mean, Rick and I are very close and he he knew it too, you know what I mean? Like we, we all kind of knew it that I had a bunch of other footage that was good, but just yeah. didn't make it in the video. And so we kind of like, 
all decided like okay yeah let's like definitely let's show this you know let's put this stuff out but yeah man it's uh yeah crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah fuck took it like a champ gave the diplomatic answer first but i'm sorry to uh re-expose old wounds but shit yeah. no nah, man the, it, 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 and it never it, it's to me it's not like um i have no no ill will no nothing towards anybody or ty or anybody that was a part of that shit that i didn't make in the video i knew what they were doing this is a business this is what they do and like i'm just happy to be there and be a part of this shit and like you know, I, I feel very, very lucky and blessed for someone like you guys to, like, say what you're saying for me. Uh, uh, you know, like, that means a lot to me. So I appreciate, you know, the people. Like, I, I get hit up all the time, like, oh, most underrated skater, or, you know, this and that, or da 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 da. And it's like, that's cool. Like, I, dude, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I feel, I, I, I feel you, you know what I mean? But, at the end of the day, I'm just happy to be here. You know what I mean? No doubt. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a good attitude to take with it, man, for sure. Throughout your career, there were some stretches where you didn't have as much coverage, which is to be expected due to injuries because uh, they're unfortunately part of the game. What were some of your worst ones over the years? It's funny because I don't really think that I had – I would not say I had the craziest injuries, but I kind of did Uh I never broke anything. I, you know, the, I dislocated my finger, but I never broke anything. So I would never say that I had like the craziest injuries, but I did. I, when I was younger, when, um, in the, in the height of my career, I, I got, uh, tore my MCL and had to have knee surgery. So that put me out for like six months. And then after that, really what happened next was my back injury which i've talked about before um and that was the worst thing that's ever happened to me that was that was a huge turning point in my life where it was a uh, fucking yeah gnarly so that mm-hmm. one was the craziest and then yeah th- those two were pretty much my my big injuries that sucks man especially I mean, the back sounds like it's absolutely brutal, but MCL rate in the height, anything major, like right when you're like feeling, you know, feeling yourself on the board is those setbacks fucking, you know, sometimes it's Mm -hmm. it's harder to come back mentally than physically, but yeah. Yeah, luckily, I mean, the the MCL, actually, you know what, it might have been the ACL. This was a long time ago, but whatever it is I, I i had surgery for it and um it was torn cartilage and but then it was definitely a point in my life where like i didn't care like it was mm-hmm. just like i was young i was fucking on it like i was just like getting paid like it was just hit the fucking knee i'm like six months out cool i'm gonna chill and then i'm gonna be right back at it you know what i mean so it was like that was cool wasn't cool but like that was like easy kind of easier to deal with but it was the later on the fucking back shit was that shit was gnarly that was yeah next next level stuff man yeah glad you recovered from both still doing your thing out here 
Hey, skateboarding business is a dangerous business. I'm gonna say <laughs> that right now. <laughs> we always like going behind the scenes on some of our favorite clips from our guests. So let's rewind it back to the Nolly Hill nose grind down Belmont Nine. What was that session like? That was a crazy one, man. I want to say that that might have been the only time I've ever gone back to something. I went one day. And this was like, obviously like the height of my shit. Like I was on my shit and I went one day It might've even been like Saturday and Sunday. I went Saturday and just, it wasn't working. Didn't do it. Like couldn't do it. And then went back the next day, fucking new shoes, new shirt, excuse me, ready to go. And that shit happened pretty fucking fast. Like that was Damn. That might have been the one trick in my life that, like, I blacked out. I was just fucking blacked out, fucking popped. I remember hearing pop and then, like, (laughs) hearing grind and then, like, rolling away. And I remember looking back at Atiba because he shot the photo of the sequence. And I remember looking back at Atiba. Dude, I'll never forget this. I remember looking back at Atiba and he wasn't, he didn't look at me. He was just looking at his camera. He was just like, his face was like blank. And he was just like scrolling through his camera. And he was just like, because it was a sequence. Yeah. And he was just like throwing. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember feeling like, oh, fuck, did like something happen? Like, that was crazy. I don't know. You know, what, what's this dude doing? And then like, <laughs> like the last click. And he looked up at me and he was just like, what? Like, dude, it was just like the craziest <laughs> hype after that but yeah dude that was so ahead of its time and that one was burned in my brain because i remember my mom got me a subscription to skateboard mag <laughs> no way. That, was the, that was the first issue i ever got and it was no just way like, what the fuck <laughs> that's amazing cover sequence man probably i don't know if that was the first but it was the first one i remember seeing um, dude i think there's i swear to god i feel like there's probably been like three or four yeah like I, know, I know donnie here. barley i know donnie barley and like um didn't chris markovich kickflip carl chris markovich oh yeah one. yeah yeah that's yeah. another one our boy yeah, yeah. dude yeah that yeah. fuck yellow tea i'll never forget that that was so <laughs> insane it just it didn't make sense how clean and easy you made it look that's funny, dude, because that that was another rail that was exact same like measurement circumference of my flat bar at my skate park. And I've I had done that trick on my flat bar at my skate park when I would do it, you know, it wouldn't be like first try or anything. But like when I would do it, it fucking was easy. Like it mm-hmm. like just flipped up and like grinded and I'm out. You know what I mean? Like it was just. Yeah. that type of shit like i don't know man fuck dude you're bringing back all these memories of tricks that i tried because of you i tried it on where they did the premiere uh of yeah right i tried it on the little down rail there in a best trick I, and i couldn't get it i couldn't get it but <laughs> that was definitely some inspo from you dude that's funny because i i have one of the cool things about getting older in the game and like kind of seeing like the new generation like come up like i've had people 
that are gnarly. Like, I was fucking at a club with Nyjah, you know what I mean? And he was like, dude, I did this gnarly heel nose blunt, or maybe it was a nose gun or something in a contest, because of you, dude. Like, that was da-da-da, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. type of shit. Yeah, that's sick. I was thinking... I don't think I've seen... I think I've seen one other Nolly Hill nose grind on a rail that I can remember since you did yours. And it was on the rail that you Nolly Flip crooked. And it was... What's his name? Fucking another crazy underrated guy. The fuck's his name? Redhead guy in digital. Casey Rigney. Oh, Casey Rigney. Yeah. He did it. You know the rail that you did a bunch of tricks on and... The chocolate video? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he did it on that rail. That's funny, yeah. Uh, another trick we got to hear about is switch heel front lip LA high, man. Dude, I don't even have a fucking story for that. I think I did it, dude, same <laughs> shit, like this little flat bar that I that I had in my skate park. <laughs> this flat bar, man. I, dude, I swear, I owe my career to this little fucking flat bar. <laughs> dude, I don't even know, man. Like, that was... I don't even know why I was trying it. I don't know what I was thinking, why I wanted to do that. It happened pretty fucking easy. I swear. Like, there was, like, I think the flat bar really set me up for a lot of shit. And I just, and LA High, LA High set me up for a lot of shit. Like, I was just like, that was the perfect angle for me. There's a lot of shit, dude. I switch flip front board that thing, like, so long ago. Like, there was so many tricks that, like, I did on that thing that were like in these like little homie videos or whatever uh, i watched that uh, today you did it in a line i think or, oh yeah the the crouching tiger or t- filmer or something you've seen that yeah, shit it was like crouching filmer hidden poacher hidden poacher yeah <laughs> i watched that i swear i watched that like in high school somehow because I, I was watching it today i'm like yo i remember this edit it just was coming back to me as i was watching it, it was so dude that's funny that that line i did a line i did a tray flip and then like mm-hmm. turned around and then did a switch yeah. flip front board. That was the first tray flip I ever done in a line. <laughs> I was like, remember like learning tray flips not that long, not necessarily learning them, but like never filming one. And yeah, like, yeah. that was like, oh, gotta do a tray flip in a line, boom. Turn around all weird <laughs> and then, do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Funny. Oh, shit. And then Costin fucking went and did it. And yeah. I think Dude. frontside flipped the flat gap or something first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever skate that rail? Nah, dude, I'm bummed. I never, I never got down there before it, it got taken out. I don't think that's not my kind of rail though. I fucking, it it just looks high and short. Like I like low and long, and <laughs> mellow. But it, so it was mellow. It was. Yeah, I don't it know. was mellow, dude. It was something that you could like really, but it wasn't. It was short. But it wasn't like, like you grinded, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you yeah, like, yeah. if you're on it, you're like grinding a little bit because the stairs were long. Mm-hmm. So you would have probably liked it. Yeah, fuck. Maybe. I just, every time I've thought about it, because I don't have that much pop, I've never, a trick has never popped into my head of like, that would have been the spot like all i think years. if you would have saw it like if you know if you would have been there you would have seen like it's i mean look man i didn't my, the fucking flat bar that i had that i skated was like a, a flat bar you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it wasn't like this ha- this rail was like kind of it wasn't really high it was just 
don't yeah. know. It's just comfortable, you know? Yeah, it was cool. It came back for a split second. Different dimensions, it looked like, but... That was cool. I saw that thing, man. Like, there was a couple people... Man, I got mentioned in that thing a little bit, I think, or something. Somebody said something, but... That would have been cool to skate that shit, like, re-resurrected kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, last one. Go behind the scenes on front shove or, like, front big spin, back blunt. Yeah. Uh, the big spin, yeah, back blunt. That one fucking took a long time, and I was super sore after that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I did that trick at uh, Beebles Park on the the rail there pretty easy and then wanted to get it in the streets and that was one of the rails that that was good that looked good and felt good and 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 yeah i don't know man really nothing nothing too crazy about that story but that was a trick i never really done before so that was cool dude you were uh quite the innovator fucking in your day is all these tricks we just asked you about i'm like struggling to think of anyone else who's done them after like nija just started doing switch heel front lips now and that's the only other person <laughs> that i can think of it's like the most sackable trick of all time <laughs> yeah it, it, it definitely is it's funny man um i was just gonna say i don't know what the fuck i was on or why it is that I did stuff that like still resonates now, but I, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> it's fucking happened. I'm already looking forward to, uh, you know, Morgan Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does our little like Instagram edits for like trailers for the interviews. I'm already looking forward to yours. Cause it's going to be <laughs> all like so, so many NBDs at the time on rails. Uh, packed oh, into yeah. one little punch so what's your relationship with chocolate like these days you still have some involvement over there yeah i uh yeah i um would still that's my family you know what i mean like they're been had my back since day one and i will always be a part of that um squad and that crew and that family so yeah, we got a couple boards coming out pretty soon, and I think we're doing. Sick. Yeah, I think we're doing. Uh, I think in line, there's some stuff coming out possibly for the nine club that we might mm. do. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's the camp. That's the that's the family. So always, always and forever. That's what's up. So other than that, what's keeping you busy these days? We see you got. The foodie Insta, golf, uh, nine club, skating. What's a, what's a typical day or like week in the life for Justin these days? I'm doing a lot of golf stuff right now. I started this company and um, it takes a lot of fucking work, as you guys know, to do something, to run something. And I, uh, I'm really a passionate person and I'm, I'm passionate about this project that I've uh, taken on. And to be honest with you, I don't know, you guys ever golfed before? Oh, yeah. Terrible. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's literally something that I used to hate on. I used to just absolutely would have never thought in a million. If you would have told 
fucking Nolly heel flip nose grind Justin that he would have been <laughs> fucking trying to chip in for birdie or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just doing anything, I would have just it would have never been a thing. But golf is something that I can honestly say is is an extension of skateboarding in life. And I'm telling you guys this, and I, I just I can't stress it enough. So they call it the golf bug, right? You get a, you get the mm-hmm. golf bug. You start golfing, and you're like doing it, and then you maybe you hit a good shot, and oh, then you start getting hooked, and then and then da da da. You're buying clubs, and you're like going to the driving range every day. That's that's the golf bug. Mm-hmm. But for me, I got that golf bug way later in life, but I got it. It was mixed with the skating like aspect of my life because I really found this part of like skating that resonated in the golf like world, like in, in the sport of golf. And it it like opened up my eyes to like, wait a minute. So it literally I can skate for the rest of my life, but it's not called skating. It's called golfing. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's it's crazy. Like I like I can golf till I'm ninety, as long as my wrists like I got a fucked up wrist. So we'll see how that goes. But other than that, like I can golf till I'm fucking ninety. I can fucking mm-hmm. really do this shit and really kind of be like try to improve and try to get better and you know do go through this whole thing, and it literally feels like skateboarding. And it's crazy because it sounds, I feel like it, I I know it sounds crazy, but like at the end of the day, like I'm telling you straight up, like it is such a fucking parallel to skateboarding. So Mm -hmm. literally found that out literally right when I started getting into this shit, I was like, okay, this is skateboarding. So I'm in love. I've got (laughs) to keep doing this shit. And then I was like, wait a minute there ain't really that many people doing dope shit in golf. And I start looking, you know, I start looking at the fucking like, wait, Oh, golf is a $70 billion industry. And there's nobody really doing dope shit in that industry. Like there's, you know what I mean? There's only like whatever fucking a handful of like brands that are really doing it. And it, they're all promoting old white people. You know what I mean? They're, 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 it's all like this like segregated situation where like mm-hmm. I'm coming in here. I'm like, yo, let's spread some love. Let's get equality. Let's like be just this brand that comes into this world and brings like the skate culture, the street culture, and like does like some really dope shit for this industry who is needing this stuff. That's what we're doing. You know what I mean? So it's like it's really cool to like take what I've learned from skateboarding and bring it into this industry. And I'll tell you what, dude, the more and more I fucking do this shit, so many skaters golf. So many people are like, Oh wait, you're fucking chocolate. Oh dude. Da, 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 da. And then it's just like, a, just everybody's connected and we're just a party. You know what I mean? <laughs> Still networking, dog. It's all network, dude. And golf courses are the craziest networking. Like, you go out. Oh, you, yeah. You know what I mean? You're just talking to people. You're like, oh, da, da, da. oh, I suck. You suck. Oh, where'd you come from? Oh, you're a doctor. Yeah. Oh, I'm a skater. <laughs> oh, wait, we both golf. Oh, 
can I get an appointment? Because I got to hurt. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's the craziest Since thing. Since the beginning of time, there's been plenty of business deals going down on the golf course. Man. It's insane. You dude. look at all the big guys are playing golf. Uh, MJ, Obama, guys with money play golf, but you need to take that into the next world, man. It's crazy, Remove dude. the, like, country club vibe from golf would be a nice aspect. And it's fun, dude, because, like, a lot of people, like, it's super fun. Like, there's there's this uh, uh, this guy, Malbun. He's, like, he's doing, it's called Malbun Golf, and it's a guy who came from skateboarding. He's this New York guy, and he, dude, he used to sell weed to, like, fucking members of the Wu-Tang. Like, he was just, like, this guy that was just, like, networking in his shit, and then he found golf, and he made this brand. It's called Malbun Golf, and he's killing it. He's, like, building house in like carmel valley like this he's just absolutely killing it but when i ask people that like are young and like want to know about golf i ask them about it and they're like who you know they don't know you know mm -hmm. it's not like they're you ask like somebody like when girl was coming out and they're like do you know girl and they're like yeah fuck yeah girl at costin fucking da 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 it's yeah. like now in golf it's like it's so new that like you can spread, you could be you, and it's gonna be new to uh, everybody. You know what I mean? So it's it's fun, man. It's a super fun. It's a fun industry to be in. Dude, shout the shout the brand out. You failed to mention the brand's name. Yeah, the, it's the number thirty three, and uh, I guess the reason why it's not might as well. Yeah, it's a, the reason why it's the number thirty-three is I came up with the idea for this brand when I was thirty-three, and I, I needed a a, a placement of a, a logo for. I came up with a toothpick that was shaped like a golf tee, and it sounds silly, but uh, I always had a golf tee in my mouth when I was playing golf, and that's. I was like, oh, there's got to be a toothpick that I can, and then there wasn't, so fucking whatever. Got on this kick about making this toothpick, and I made the toothpick, and then fucking got it flavored, and all this shit, you know what I mean? Like, it was just crazy, this whole story, but I was 33 when it happened, and that's, that's I named it the number 33, and and we're golf with flavor. We, we, we bring the flavor to golf, so check us out i don't know you know i don't know hell yeah dude i'm actually so hyped hearing all this the brand sounds amazing what you're trying to do sounds amazing i'm 33 now and i'm actually amazing. going out to vancouver in a couple of weeks and my uh my buddy out there is going to take me golfing for the first time so i'm hoping to catch the bug wait when, when are you going september 9th or september 8th till the 14th Dude, send me your address. I'll send you some shit, dude. Before you go golfing, get I'm, a box. Oh, he needs a box. Shit. It's been a while, I'll, I'll, dude. I'll, you'll be a sponsor. You'll be a sponsor golfer, dude. <laughs> Spread no, the word. I didn't, I didn't even have. I was like contemplating asking for a box, but I was like, shit. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> no, you, dude. I've never box. golfed before, but shit. I just got offered a box. Yeah, dude. You already know I'm taking you up on that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> send me up. your address. I'll send you some shit for sure. Hell yeah. Mad respect. And also what you were saying earlier was super cool about how it, it's kind of like skating. There's like a comparison or similarity. I don't know that yet, but I'm excited about it. One, because 
fucking my body's breaking down at an alarming rate and i feel like i might have to switch to golf permanently but to my my boy sebastian actually tried to explain that to me years ago and it it didn't really make sense to me but like i don't know you've said it now and i think it's just about like it's impossible to master just like skateboarding and it's just so technical but luckily for us or for you like it's you can just do it for way longer than skating just fucking destroys us but you just got me hyped to fucking like go play <laughs> golf in vancouver now with some some freshness too <laughs> i'm telling look i'm telling you man like I, I i will forever fucking save this shit like now it's like i want skaters to feel like skaters but like longer you know what i mean like we can always cruise yeah. right we can always cruise we'll cruise forever but to really get that like and i don't want to say like it's not that it's necessarily a competitive vibe but it's more like just like mastering something or like really having fun doing doing something uh that you love or or just like being creative with your hands and your legs and your body and shit like that like it's like that shit is is real and golf is like that's that's what it is like it is that and you people take a lot of time to find that but when they find that like dude david reyes is like a really good golfer sick dude malto mikey taylor eric costin atiba there's just the list goes on and it's just like keeps getting matt miller uh Dude, this is crazy. Like they're like you you see these people and they fucking they figured it out. They're like, "Oh yeah, cool. I I if I hurt, I just golf. Easy. Yeah. Boom." Oh, dude, I need that in my life. Big Dude, time. you'll love it. And you can just chip in your house, putt, boom. Like you, <laughs> all the time. It's crazy. Fuck, man. That's dope. You get to keep the camaraderie with the homies in golf, too, you know? That's the similarity is you can go out with a little different squad every time. Mix it up, and you're just with the friends, man. Have beers, dude. Always, ch- yeah. Chilling, bro. It's kind of like a skate sesh, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a street sesh. Exactly. It's crazy, too, because now I'm like, I'd say I golf for like 10 years, right? I really have only golfed for like four years because like I'm kind of taking it a little bit more serious now. Like I want to be good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, now it's like i have to like really fucking try to not drink beer while i golf you know what i mean like i'm like okay no 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 more beer dude you gotta like (laughs) you gotta figure this shit out you can't just be having hella fun all the time and like dude my problem with golf is that when i try to be good i'm worse like way worse that happens that happens that happens like i can't be serious i just have to like have fun and chill and not bet money but you what you need to do is which i've done in the last like month is get somebody to tell you some shit you know what i mean like you need to like get a someone that you like trust to go hey teach me a couple things to fucking focus on and then you'll be good i feel like my game has reached like a plateau (laughs) so where like if i don't get help i won't get better i may get a little bit worse but then i'll get back to this plateau it's a fickle game man 
It's it, it it's insane, dude. It's obsessive. It's skateboarding. It's just it, as mental as skating. Yeah, it's just sure. it's it's literally. It might even be. No, it's 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 the same. It's the same. You you you're literally so fucked mentally. It's just there's nothing else. It's just you you're fucked. It's crazy. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, you'll love it. I feel like you might have kind of already answered it, but what's next for Justin Eldridge, man? I want to skate, dude. I, I, I honestly, I, it's so funny, dude. Hell yeah. It's so funny because this guy opened this shop like two blocks from me. And it's it's a it's a golf store. It's like a golf. Uh, he has memberships. He has like three simulators in this like fucking warehouse looking thing. He has like three simulators. He teaches golf. But he's a surfer, and he used to be a sponsored skater, like, back in the day. He's, like, 40-something, but uh, it's called Minimal Golf, and he fucking put a mini ramp in the golf place. Sick. Dude, I, like, <laughs> walk by, I, like, go in, I'm like, hey, I think I belong here. <laughs> Cause this is like my shit. And so I've been talking to him and then whatever, <laughs> set up my first board in like a year and a half. I, I, I had a knee injury again, kind of tore a, tore an MCL again a little bit, but, uh, the last year, but I set up my first board like two weeks ago and I've been skating this dude's mini ramp and like fucking hitting balls at his shit. And like just super, super stoked on skateboarding being able to do both you know yeah fuck that's so, awesome man mm-hmm. stoked on it i hope the knee fucking treats you well and can get some uh some bangers on the board again i've been doing hella fucking dude running on the beach and and a lot of training kind of stuff so it's good man you gotta exercise keep that shit keep your shit quick hell yeah Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost, and this week we have a very important message from Venture Trucks. Venture is proud to announce the very first Gilbert Crockett Pro Edition trucks are heading to shops right now. All black finish, GC highlights, and that Venture turn and performance you know and love. You know Gilbert's hometown shop, Venue, in Richmond, Virginia, is going to have plenty, but for everyone up here in Canada, you can count on Menu Skate Shop, Blue Tile Lounge, and Skate Skates to have you covered on all things Venture. This message is brought to you by the only truck that matters, Venture. Congrats, Gil, you goddamn legend. All right, let's get these questions popping, eh, Justin? Hey, hey. You ready? Yep. Favorite skater? I might have to switch it up. And say, <laughs> Mark Johnson. Favorite video? Mouse. Favorite video part? Guy and Mouse. Favorite style? Keenan. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Costin. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? I would have said possibly PJ, but I don't know, dude. Nyjah is fucking that gnarly. guy's crazy. <laughs> the guy's yeah. fucking crazy, dude. Favorite trick? Tray flip. Hardest trick for you? All of them. Back three. I, I, I feel like back threes are super hard, dude. It's so fucking hard. Uh, never done one. I don't one. understand that one. 
<laughs> Worst trend you've been a part of? I bleached my hair. Oh. <laughs> I think that was probably pretty crazy. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I mean, it's not one trick, but I've seen McCrank destroy a demo like that you can't even imagine being destroyed like he just like was flying around a demo that we had it was one of the first demos i've ever been to and it was in europe and it was like my first s demo and this dude was just like fucking flying around that would be probably one of the craziest things i ever witnessed because i just never seen anybody skate like that what's the one trick that got away i tried nollie flip nose grind on a couple different rails landed it like this was back back in the day yeah i never could get it but i think that would probably be the one one that i didn't frontside nose grind nollie flip yeah nollie flip nose grind i don't know Holy never fuck never never got it but landed on a bunch of them i, I once i did a uh this this one time dude i was trying switch flip blunt but did a switch flip or like switch frontside flip crooked grind on a rail holy shit and i tried that tried that a bunch of times but it, it that got away too so i have a bunch of getaway tricks yeah i never even thought about that because you did all the crazy nbds and shit but there obviously was, I'm sure, gnarly ass crazy shit no one's done that you didn't land to. <laughs> I definitely tried a lot of crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, at the time, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying yeah, like yeah. I'm, you know, I'm crazy or whatever, but like at the time, I was like trying to push what I was doing even further, but wow. like didn't land it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, nollie flip front nose grind and switch front side flip to like, front nose grinder crook nut job what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed you know what's funny is roger bagley on from the nine club he yeah. is the ultimate bunter <laughs> he is like literally if i could say anyone and it's funny because i just the other day said talked to somebody about this but he Roger Bagley could do can literally get in to any trick. Any trick. Yeah. Like I'm saying, like, dude, this dude's like Nolly heel flip backside nose blending, fucking like, you know, whatever, dude. Switch tray flip, fucking you know, fakey five oh, like whatever. This guy <laughs> can bunt it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead oh, ass. Shit. Like this shit is real. Like he could get into every trick but can't land any of them it's funny <laughs> oh so saying he's a bunt god he's a bunt god he's yo dude we gotta talk to him yeah 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 you guys need to talk to him because he is the bunt god what's the last new trick you learned i would say like i tried it yesterday i want to do like a kickflip back tail on a quarter pipe like i want to just like flick a kickflip back tail and like stall it on a quarter pipe so mm. that's that's i am learning that i want to learn that I, you know by the time this interview comes out that will be the answer to the I, trick yes the i will send you guys a clip <laughs> hell yeah yeah we'll post it we'll post it in the story That'd be amazing. if you don't land it we'll post a bail too <laughs> pretty sure we know the answer to this one but dream job after skating 
I'm working it right now. Owning a golf company is yeah, is my dream job right now. That's always what we want to hear, man, from the dudes we looked up to doing their dreams after skating is always fucking awesome to hear, man. Appreciate um, it. Favorite local brand? There's a skate shop uh, down the way called uh, Apartment Apartment Skate Shop, APT. This guy, Sean, he runs this shit. He's a, just a dedicated lover of skateboarding. Like, he just absolutely lives and breathes this shit and he's he's down the street and he is the man so uh, definitely shout out him and then this dude sam that runs this minimal minimal golf place who is also he loves skateboarding more than he loves golf and he's been golfing his entire life so it's a cool you know it's the opposite of what i'm doing it's like yeah you know what i mean so fuck yeah yeah sick those would be the ones favorite local skater vincent alvarez and stevie perez are like my favorite dudes hell yeah yeah we had vincent on he's a fucking nice dude yeah i love that dude favorite teammate ever i literally bro like i've had the opportunity to be on companies that pick amazing fucking people to be hanging out with i mean it, it goes down to like even royal like Royal Jose Rojo is like one of my good friends. And that <laughs> dude is fucking amazing. You know, like Mark Johnson, fucking Chris Roberts, you know, all these dudes are so fucking amazing and they make me laugh. And yeah, I don't know. I got too many, so many <laughs> worst teammate ever. Chris Roberts, Chris Roberts, Chris Roberts <laughs> for days. <laughs> worst dude ever <laughs> okay worst company fucking red bull and monster they're paying people which i understand but i don't know i feel like i, I don't have to explain myself but yeah i would yeah, say yeah. Re uh, re <laughs> red bull and monster <laughs> worst trend you know what i don't like that doesn't really have anything to do with anything but i don't like the big like hoop earrings you know those bi <laughs> the big ass ones <laughs> I'm yeah. not a big fan of that shit, so I'll just say that. Furby well, had those towards the end. It's kind of weird. Not a big fan of that. Worst style. You can't have a worst style. It's If it's your style, then it's your style. and It, it is what it is. There's no... There's no. <laughs> oh, Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh uh chris roberts yep chris <laughs> roberts justin absolute pleasure having you on the pod fucking nice to meet you after all these years of being a fan if we're ever down in cali we'll be sure to hit you up if you're ever in toronto holler thank you man it was honestly such a pleasure and you guys kill it and i had so much fun yeah much respect to what you guys do and uh yeah man keep doing what you're doing man love love it hell yeah thanks bro i'm sure we're having some technical difficulties here we kind of <laughs> lost donovan but i'm sure he echoes what i'm saying and uh we'll stay in touch man yeah please man love and respect
welcome to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Dickie skateboarding quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets ain't nobody keep you fitted like Dickie skateboarding all right ghosts who we got up first you've got mail first up we got a nice little email from matt ellerkamp what up the bunt huge fan of the pod keep up the good work had to get that out of the way as much as i always want to skip to rapid fire with the ghost i always listen to the whole interview come on dog you gotta listen to the whole thing Safa, I think that Carl Akins and Will Falk have two of the best switch trays of all time, but I've never heard you guys talk about either of them. Speaking of which, what is yours and Donald's opinion of Will Falk? I think he has some of the best style of all time. Personally, I'm a fan of his trick selection, and every trick he does is executed per- perfectly. Despite being a young up-and-comer in the industry, he never seemed to make it. Any thoughts? P.S. I'm new to fantasy football, so I will be listening more closely to the rundown and would really appreciate any advice. Good looks, Matt. Um, What's your take on well, that? Well, shit. There, there's first, first of all, just to quickly address the last bit, there's maybe tune into some professionals when it comes to your fantasy takes. Uh, I'm blowing it this year so far, but uh, we're always appreciative of anyone listening to the rundown. You know what I've learned, actually, is don't listen to too many professionals. Pick one, maybe two. You know, guys you like, and just listen to them, man. Like, don't overload yourself with information because it's out there. Just Or just watch the games and decide for yourself. That works, too. Uh, as far as Will Fiok, I agree. He has one of the most savage switch trays in the game. They're, like, automatic. Uh, he's a beast. Like you said, he does everything perfectly. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just, like, kind of went into the like kookier uh, <clears throat> lane of skateboarding you know just like barracks kid and just wild kits wild outfits and all that and some wacky trick selection mm-hmm. uh but the the skill is definitely there like i've gone on his instagram a couple times back in the day and just like blown away clip after clip after clip That's crazy uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a, a good answer for you. His pop is insane. Like his flip tricks are fucked. Um, I enjoy peeping him from time to time. Uh, who's Carl Akins? Carl Akins sure. is the the homie on the girl chocolate fan. Just like I think he's like a new oh York oh yeah 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 yeah. Huge never mind. Pants. Okay yeah yeah. I, I've definitely peeped his clips too. He's fucking so butter. Mm-hmm. And he switched trade. I can't remember what he switched trade, but I've definitely seen his switch trades. He's got a mean switch hard flip, yeah. switch flip. Basically, he everything style, he does yeah. is fucking bolts. Yeah, he's clean. Mm-hmm. Like, he had that crazy like venture ad where he switch healed over that car. It was just insane. Oh, I didn't see that. But what I like about him is that he's got the style to kind of get away with not doing the hardest shit and just kind of coasting on good style but he has the style and he pushes himself like he's actually fucking hucking and doing sick shit with amazing style which is obviously uh, a great combo to have absolutely thank you for the email matt next up we got an email from nate feldhouse 
What's up, Bunters? The Beagle Apple is all time. Had me dying throughout. Just wanted to know what are some parts that came out recently that have been good enough for some rewatches. The newest Homies Network vid was one for me. Keep up the barn burners. Peace. Oh man, it's actually so sad that this is what skate videos have come to. Like, if you rewatch it once, it's like a good part. Like, we used to burn VHSs to the to the end, man. Um. Honestly, hard for me to remember, but I, for sure was Cyrus and Johnny Wilson's video. Watched that one a couple times with the front blunt kickflip out. That was absolutely insane. Good call. I mean, we've talked about it a bunch, but I watched Spencer Hamilton's Vancouver yeah. part probably the most of any part this year, maybe. If I, just off the top of my head, like that shit was dope. I've been to a lot of the spots he skates. He's a homie, and uh, it was a sick edit, and like just bangers, man. Good shit. That's a good call. Thanks for the email, Nate. Next up, we got a voice note from Stephen Mack. Let's take a listen. Yo, Kepis and Don. I mean, Safer. What I wanna, what I wanna say is, I really appreciate y'all. Both of you have gotten me through long days and long nights of working food delivery. Um, I really appreciate what y'all do. It's always entertaining for the most part, listening to everybody that you have on there, even people that I've never heard of, like your your friends, you know, whatever, the homies up there in Canada. Basically, what I want to ask, though, is... Have you ever experienced any type of gatekeeping in your community when somebody wants to open up a new shop? I'm asking that because there's a new shop opening up um, relatively close by. I say relatively close by, but it's about 30 minutes away. It's in the next town over. But the people from that town would come to the OG shop that's been there forever um, because that's the only shop there was. Basically, some people in my skate community that I skate with pretty much are just saying, fuck that shop, whatever, like they won't support that shop, you know, shit like that. Badmouth them, basically. Um, I'm just wondering if you've ever experienced any type of gatekeeping like that. Because me personally, like, you know, I go to the OG shop, like that one is, that one's actually closer to me. But it's, uh, but if there's, you know, if I want to go check out that newer shop, I'm going to go check out that newer shop. You know, if it's cool, cool, you know, I'll fucking, you know, pick something up from there. Like, I still got the OG shop that I go to. Like, that's, that's the main one, you know, that ran, ran by my homie. So, basically just wondering if y'all have ever experienced anything like that. Anyway, peace. Steven, man, thank you for the voice note. Happy to uh, hear we can be of assistance while you're working, man. That's exactly why we're here. Gatekeeping, especially with skate shops. Extremely touchy subject, man, you know. But one thing I will say is that time heals all. The OG shop and its supporters will probably get over it. They're going to forget about the new shop in a couple months. And hopefully... Both y'all guys can just continue doing your thing, man. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. I remember back in the day, you know, there was a bit of tension when a drift first opened in Kensington from the Shred homies. 
but I think slash hope that eventually went away uh, in Miami. I mean, it's not really any of our business, but I remember when Andrew first opened, there was some drama down there in the scene with MIA, but you know, Andrew just kept doing their thing. And obviously now, in my opinion, they're the go-to down in Miami doing a big uh giving back to the community in a big way so i don't know man I, i'm not a fan of the gatekeeping unless there's like some actual backstabbing that went down where like the shop was opened out of spite or some you know shit like that but if someone news just trying to fucking do their thing and it's not like next door to the yeah, other it says shop 30 like, minutes away yeah like i don't know um, just let them grind man being nope. a skate shop's hard enough as it is the last thing that needs to happen is have another skate shop and supporters hating on them man obviously there's things with accounts like distros given to this guy and guess was not given to that guy that shit's seems like it's normal in the skate industry but yeah it happens you know nobody can be happy especially in a business like a skate shop where it ain't it ain't easy place to make money so the first thought will obviously be, you know, they don't want another shop close by, but it is what it is and usually just goes away over time. Hell yeah. All right. Next up, we've got an email from Seth Crutchfield. How y'all doing? The Bunt is my favorite podcast to listen to while I'm at work, and I appreciate a skate podcast that teaches skate history and keeps it proper and real. I've been skating for about six years now and have never been able to do any flip tricks. I can land on the bottom of the board with two feet and have slipped out of kickflips, but have never ridden away. Have you all ever battled the trick for years that seems relatively easy for other people, but is impossible for you? There's a guy at my park who's been skating for a year and has a solid heel flip that makes me want to throw my board in the trash sometimes. Much love, Seth. P.S. Shout out Alex Musa, Ben Michaels, and all the Louisville, Kentucky homies. Dude, I've been skating for... Fuck. Feels like a hundred years, probably closer to like 15, 16 or something like that. Maybe even longer. Never once landed a burial heel nah. in my life. Bro, we're, we're, we're at like 20, 19, 20, 21, 22 range. Jesus Christ. 22 years, I've never landed one burial heel flip. <laughs> never once. I could barely front shove, to be honest with you. And I don't even know what it is. It's funny because we have to, like up here in Canada, we literally have six months out of the year where we can only skate inside. And the last couple of years, I've like kind of picked a flat ground trick to work on, on those indoor months, you know? I stepped mm -hmm. up my heel flip game in the last couple of years. Last year, I dedicated my time to front shove. Still not butter, still not even close to automatic. Vario heel is just like a so far off in the distance of doable for me it's actually insane that i've been doing it for this long and can't very well you never landed even one in a game of skate I mean, like anything? you know when someone lands it and they like have to spin their body backside so it's kind of like a 90 like yeah it's, yeah. Not, it's nothing man it's pathetic it's actually so sad whatever feral heel there you yeah. go seth that's the one for me yeah, varial heel is my kryptonite as well because i also suck at front shoves um 
but I'll say Ollie Impossible. <laughs> I could never picture you just even trying. Makes no sense. Yeah, I was trying a bit this summer, and <laughs> it's just like it's just a shinner waiting to happen every time. And I've been skating for 20 years as well. Um, so yeah, there's just certain tricks, man, that like for whatever reason, the coordination's just not there. And like three flips, like I can land them, but it's another one where it's like, I feel like I'm never gonna have that effortless tray flip, you know, that you envy. The Will Fyock. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? There's, there's definitely a bunch. I feel like. I mean, inward uh, heel is like. Oh, back too. big spin. Yeah, back big spin. Another one that's just like an absolute struggle. I could do one if I try, like for a full day. I could probably do a couple, but I never remember how I set my feet up, the times they work and shit. Like it's usually just like a primo or half flip frustration. So I don't know if that was encouraging or depressing, but I swear everybody has uh, this though. Every like yeah. everybody has some tricks that they can't do, man. Seth. Keep going, Seth, man. Flick that shit extra hard next time. You could kickflip, my dog. Yeah, no, you got that. You got that. Keep it going. Well, I've never done an impossible, but I have done some big spins over the years. Have done some varial heels. You just got to keep it going, man. Keep grinding. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the buntlive at gmail.com. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. Man, I feel like surprise and disappointment is an absolute hit, so let's spark it up again, man. What you got for me, bro? I'm going to go with a nice surprise. The Cincinnati Bengals, man. Every time I feel like I'm watching, it feels like they're getting blown out or destroyed or just not looking too, you know, too fly out there, not looking on point. And then when the week's over, they have a W. They're three and one. And uh, honestly, you know how sometimes you're just watching and you just get a feel for the game, but then you forget to actually check who won and lost at the end of the day. We're four weeks in. They're three and one. Joe Burrow, call him Mr. Comeback, yo. They uh, Ooh. they putting it together down there. I love me some Joe Cincy. Burrow, man. He's got a good supporting act and uh, playing the Jaguars in prime time. That don't hurt either, man. I'm going to stick <laughs> with shit. the same game and another first overall pick. Disappointment. Not just Trevor Lawrence, but just uh, everything they got going on down there in Jacksonville, man. They had a big lead going into the second half. Urban Meyer couldn't carve out a game plan to save his life. They just put in too much on Trevor Lawrence too early, man. I mean, it's not surprising that I'm disappointed in the Jaguars, but I just expected a little bit more. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that the whole rookie QB playing right out the gate thing has not been pretty most weeks this year with a bunch of them out there. Mm-hmm. Shit. It's a long season. We're, we're still getting warmed up. Trevor Lawrence had some some nice plays in that game. Like they came out uh, pretty nice. James Robinson asserted himself. Hopefully, you know they start 
what, what was the stat he's lost now the same amount of games as he ever lost in his life or something in, in college <laughs> at any in level high school, yeah combined yeah crazy it's insane man. welcome to the onwards NFL. and upwards yeah and as far as surprises go i'm gonna hit y'all with the new york football giants taking care of the new orleans saints in overtime i mean i could almost go with new orleans as another disappointment but we gotta go with the surprise and it's the new york giants saquon i wouldn't say he's back to full health but you know he's showing some bursts some big plays daniel jones ain't scared to use his feet and last but not least kennedy smooth galladay getting involved i like that game man they play great i missed that one this week i i only saw that walk-off touchdown mm-hmm. that must have felt hella good that dude's tried to put the giant on his back a million times and you just like end up feeling bad for him because there's only so much he can do you know mm-hmm. when they've got like an 80 yard drive ahead of them and he's just trying to go for the fucking home run every time shouts to saquon and the giants my disappointment it's gonna be the Tennessee Titans, man. Ugh. I know they didn't have AJ Brown or Julio Jones today, but the Jets have just looked like such garbage the last two weeks, especially uh, that you still just thought Tennessee would figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry did his part, but th- their defense is just terrible, horrid, and and Tannehill's not looking like he had like a fucking perfect season like i feel like he 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 maximized his talents last year and he hasn't been quite the same this year but hopefully they can get it together maximize that contract too baby (laughs) yeah had to do it man yeah no aj brown no julio jones could be tough sledding but you got king henry man you got to find a way to make it work you got to make slow the game down make it ugly Tannehill, man you need a little more alex smith game manager in you dog because you blew that but that's on the coaching staff too and the, like you said the defense absolutely terrible who would have thought jameson crowder comes back and makes a big old difference man <laughs> yeah he's like a fucking cockroach man you can't get rid of that fool <laughs> oh fuck. oh my god jameson crowder the cockroach dog little so, ppr beast yeah absolutely him and fucking tyler boyd he won't go away either eh <laughs> Fuck yeah. man, no. um, So I was driving home the other day from work Listening to the radio Some sports shit I don't even know who it was talking But they had a great topic going man They were talking about the worst coach of all time Across sports You pick Whatever it Could be a hometown team Could be a team you hated playing against Whatever it was It just had me thinking man I gotta figure out who the ghost's worst all time coach was man I got to give it well for me personally the most frustrating coach was Dwayne Casey man like I just we've talked about it many times before on the pod but I just felt like that fool should have been fired the year that Washington swept us mm-hmm. and then he stayed on for a couple more just grueling years of horrible losses bad coaching and he's just so damn stubborn uh he really fucking uh i don't even like to think about it i just feel bad for detroit but he got lucky in detroit you know because they have a trash team so they're like oh it's like it's not his fault yet it's like 
they're expected to suck for a bit but uh yeah i don't know i just thought his lack of adjustments specifically in the playoffs were horrendous uh the way we would guard the calves like remember that one game when lebron just ran down and casually threw up a game winner oh yeah just a little left hook like off the glass fucking brutes man the rose yeah. sitting on the bench didn't he win a coach of the year yeah, because he would kill it on the regular season. Oh, and just then as bought him as, even more time. As soon as defenses start actually like adjusting game to game, and he'd just be stuck in his ways. Wait, didn't we uh, fire him the year he won Coach of the Year? I think maybe. we did. The most savage move of all time, Masai, man. No, no, no. I think, I think that was the coach before uh, Sam Mitchell. No, Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year for sure. I yeah, I think he did too. But I feel like oh, they both may have. Yeah, I think they both did. Wow. Fucking hell. Yep, Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year despite being fired by Toronto earlier in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute savage move. Oh, good luck down there in Detroit, man. Y'all are going to fucking need it. It was funny, too, because this sports program was uh, of the call-in variety. So it seems like everyone that would call in had a former coach of one of their hometown teams that they absolutely despised, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, sticking right here in Toronto, my least favorite coach of all time, was Mike Babcock, the coach we gave all the money in the world to, to come in, to coach Mitch Marner, to coach Austin Matthews, to coach this brand new young core. And uh, a story came out about Mike Babcock coming in to the first training camp and he goes up to Mitch Marner, who's uh, our knight in shining armor, our brand new stud. He's gonna, you know, take the team to the promised land. And he goes to Mitch and he calls Mitch into his office and he says, Mitch, who do you think is the player that has the worst work ethic on the team? And he says, this is just between me and you. So Mitch tells him and then the coach goes to the whole team and tells him exactly who Mitch called out. Oh my God. So the rookie's been there for a couple days, gets absolutely ousted by the coach, man. Just ruins the, That's pure the rookie's confidence, man. Just absolutely. I mean, Mitch Marner's hell of a player to this day. He's going over 100 points every year. But just killed him, man. Just killed him with that shit. And then we fired him, I think, like three, four years later. Didn't work out. Obviously, the Leafs haven't had much success in the playoffs. And a whole bunch more stories have come out about how just how absolutely terrible he is. But that story is just insane. Insane. That's ruthless, man. Yeah. Absolutely ruthless. <laughs> you, you got a coach outside of Toronto? Yeah, just as you were going on, I was thinking another one that used to piss me off big time was Mike Brown with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. And obviously me not being a LeBron fan, just like the combo of them was annoying. I felt like he was another guy that was just super stubborn, stuck in his ways and tried to, you know, almost... <sighs> There's sometimes there's those coaches that clash with their star player because they're trying to establish their respect and shit. But it's like, man, this is LeBron's team. Oh yeah. Whether whether you try and front like you're running shit or not. But then when he really pissed me off was when he randomly got hired by the Lakers. 
Oof. when they were trying to get Phil Jackson back. Like Jeannie Buss, I think, was trying to get Phil back. And then remember that whole era with like her dusty brother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> who was just on his own power trip and he just brings Mike Brown in out of nowhere. Like it made no sense. And uh, it never worked, and the Lakers sucked that year. Dude, when it's um, a family business, it gets it gets tricky. But just last thing on the Mike Brown thing, like obviously I've never met him or anything, but from afar, I I do think that he like humbled himself, and he's been with the Warriors as an assistant. I think he got some rings with them, and he seems like like I if he became a coach again, I'd be like happy for him to have another opportunity. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, man, that's crazy. Went from the Cavs to the Lakers. That's your worst nightmare, dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Get your emails and voice notes into thebuntlive at gmail.com. We want to hear about who you think the worst coach of all time is. And uh, we'll check y'all next week for another banger. <laughs> is that your new word? <laughs> Have I said that multiple <laughs> times today? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Peace, y'all.